0: US home building drops. Amazon makes a major decision. Major analyst calls on some big time names. Interesting crypto news. And Jabani files to go public. This is the Running with the Money briefing. Let's get into it. What is up? And we are back on this beautiful. Wednesday, depending on where you are in the world. Either way, the Dow Jones is currently down 210 points, Nasdaq down 41, and the S&P 500 down 10. Ouch! Seems to be a red day in the markets, but what is leading the way in the areas that are green in this market, and what is leading the way to the downside today? Well... Energy is the most red or the most negative sector today. Financials are right behind it. Industrials, consumer defense, communication services, basic materials, utilities, consumer cyclical, real estate, and technology, ouch, all in the red today. Meanwhile, healthcare edging out a slight gain. So, you take a look at the broader markets today, and what are you seeing? Quite a bit of red, but We still see some green. We still see some places of positivity. We have Apple in the green, Amazon in the green, Google in the green, and we also have Tesla, Home Depot, Lowe's, Ford, and GM. All moving to the upside today. Of course, there's many others, but those are the biggest green movers today that I am seeing in the markets. A lot of the big dogs moving to the upside. Now, getting to the biggest headlines of the day, we first have to talk about, of course, these U.S. home building numbers. So, We got those numbers today, Wednesday. We got the October report on U.S. home building. And what did we see in this housing report? Well, we saw that housing starts fell 0.7% in October. We saw that single-family starts dropped 3.9%. Now, if you adjust all the numbers, that comes out at an annual rate of 1.039 million. And then we see multi-family starts actually rising 6.8%. Now, you shift in the building permit. So overall, housing starts they fell to by 0.7% in October, but you look at these building permits and this is where it gets interesting. So building permits rose 4%, single family permits went up 2.7% and this rise was mostly concentrated in multifamily housing. Now it gets even more interesting because according to Reuters, the number of houses authorized for construction, but not yet started, started, jumped to a 15-year high. Now, what is this highlighting? Well, it highlights these shortages in materials and labors, uh, labor within the home building sector. And it is a very interesting but not surprising data note there. The fact that you have all these homes ready to build and authorized to be built, but the either materials aren't there or the labor isn't there and everything continues to be backed up. So, yes, the housing industry is also being affected by these shortages in materials, these supply chain issues. Very interesting. Now, Reuters, according to the Reuters, they did get some outside opinion from Christopher Rupke. Now, who in the world is Christopher Rupke? Well, he is the chief economist at FWB Bonds in New York City. Now, what did he have to say about these numbers when it comes to U.S. home building? He goes on to say, quote, residential housing construction activity continues to flounder. There are zoning problems, higher land costs, a lack of labor, and inflation has inflated the cost of raw building materials. So it seems that the housing sector definitely has its issues. It is not all green and shoots over there. Now, shifting into this big call by... Amazon to stop accepting Visa cards issued in the UK and we actually got more news just a few minutes ago that now Amazon is in talks with MasterCard on a few things so very interesting stuff going on at Amazon when it comes to their cards and issuances etc. Now Amazon did tell customers that from January 19th and forward the company will no longer be accepting Visa credit cards issued in Britain. Now what did Amazon Amazon have to say about this? Why is Amazon making this decision? Well, they absolutely crushed Visa in a statement saying, quote, the cost of accepting card payments continues to be an obstacle for businesses striving to provide the best prices for customers. Amazon goes on to say these costs should be going down over time with technological advancements, but instead they continue to rise and stay high or even rise. So. In essence, Amazon is saying, look, these fees that Visa is charging, these interchange fees are way too high. We don't like it, and therefore, we're not accepting these Visa cards in the UK. Now, Visa wasn't too happy about this, but of course, it didn't come out Absolutely attacking Amazon. They go on to say, quote, we have a long-standing relationship with Amazon and we continue to work towards a resolution. So our card holders can use their preferred Visa cards at Amazon UK without Amazon imposed restrictions come January of 2022. So it seems Visa is not happy about this. They're trying to figure this issue out. Now, if you take a look at Visa stock right now, it is not looking sexy over when it comes to Visa stock, the performance of that name and fact, it is absolutely getting crushed. It's currently down 6.16%. That's 13 points. And this is another name that's way off the highs and has been continually getting crushed since really mid-July here. So you take a look at Visa and it is down in the past three months, 13%. Near the date, it's down 8%. And in the past month, it's down 13%. So very interesting stuff happening over at Visa on the negative side of things. Meanwhile, you see Amazon. Well, they seem to be crushing it Today in a red market. So you take a look at the performance of Amazon today. It's up 0.43%. That is definitely a lower price than it was previously today. At one point today, it was up over 30 points, but you see Amazon up 15 points today. Very interesting. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day. We have Goldman Sachs, speaking of Amazon, naming Amazon a top pick for 2022. Now, what did Goldman Sachs have to say about Amazon? They go on to say, quote, Amazon as our top pick for 2022, as we view this recent EPS report as fully reflective of investor concerns on both revenues and profitability in the 2022. With Amazon exposed to multiple of broader secular growth Themes including e commerce, advertising, cloud computing, media consumption, and consumer subscription adoption. So it seems Goldman Sachs is liking. What they are seeing at Amazon, they believe they will get some of those issues that we saw in the previous quarter over at Amazon. They believe management will get that back in line in the future, and they like the growth areas that Amazon is exposed to. Now, JP Morgan reiterated Qualcomm today as overweight, going on to say, quote, Qualcomm's investor day gave further evidence of the momentum in the businesses outside of traditional smartphone base bands, with the benefits of diversification standing out as the common theme across all targets which exceeded investor expectations. So JP Morgan pretty much saying here that they like where Qualcomm is going. They like the fact that Qualcomm is not singularly uh, or singularly reliant on the smartphone industry. They have a lot of other areas to grow within and generate revenue. Therefore, J.P. Morgan liking Qualcomm and liking the stock. Now, Morgan Stanley reiterating Roblox as overweight, and this is one of those names that has been absolutely launching of late. Before we get into the commentary, you have to know the performance of this thing. Roblox making another 52-week high today at 124 bucks per share. Take a look, and it is up 60.85% in the past month. It's up 47.59% in the past three months. Now, Morgan Stanley goes on to say, Roadblocks' analyst Day highlighted their early leadership in the metaverse and continued innovation to capitalize on materially higher long-term monetization. Five key points stood out to us. We remain bullish. Roadblocks, as our model, is under review. So, Morgan Stanley liking Roblox, continuing to like it long, as they believe that the company is very early on the metaverse and has a lot of growth in the metaverse Theme that can be done now. Atlantic Equities raising their price target on Coinbase to 450 bucks per share from 400. What did they have to say about Coinbase? They go on to say, quote, While Coinbase's third quarter 2021 earnings were a little weaker than expected, strengthened recent crypto volumes and prices, along with extremely impressive growth in the company's subscription and services revenue, causes us to raise our revenue and EBDA estimates meaningfully. So it seems Atlantic Equities is bullish Coinbase. They like where the name is going, and they like the numbers coming out of the company. We have Moffitt Nathanson downgrading Roku to sell from neutral, and this is one of those names, guys, that everyone was hyping not too long ago. Personally, on a personal note, I have always struggled to see where the true advancement was, where the edge was in Roku. I never believed they had much edge, and well, maybe that's starting to be a realization. People are starting to see the stock currently sitting at 245. In the past three months, ouch, down 29%. In the past month, down 24%. You take a look at what Moffitt and Nathanson had to say. And they go on to say, quote, in digging through the latest 10Q, the signs of slowing revenue growth, and even more obvious, and have forced us to review our long term assumptions. So, Moffitt and Nathanson dug into those numbers, and they do not like that decelerating revenue growth, therefore, not liking Roku, the stock today down. 31 points, down greater than 10%. And then we have Bank of America downgrading C Limited, a darling in the tech space, ticker symbol SE, that name down 5.45% today, possibly due to this downgrade. What did Bank of America have to say about C Limited? They go on to say, quote, we now see risk reward as a balanced in downgrade C to neutral from buy. Thesis. One, we believe the market would or could be surprised by lower growth in gaming and expected normalization post COVID in 2022. Management kept gaming guidance unchanged, implying slower fourth quarter growth as well. Two, we believe consensus is yet to factor in rising cost or losses in the medium term based on expansion into new markets in Europe and India. So, Bank of America expecting maybe a slowdown in gaming growth, and therefore they don't like the risk-reward of the stock after a major run to the upside here. We have seen limited sitting at 311 bucks a share off those highs that we saw not too long ago, up around $370 per share. And then finally, we have two more big-time analyst calls today. We had Bernstein downgrading PayPal to market perform from outperform. PayPal is another name absolutely getting hammered of late. You take a look at it and Ouch, it's down 4.97% today, down 10 points. And what did Bernstein have to say about PayPal? They go on to say, "Whoa, we are downgrading PayPal to market perform. PayPal's positioning as a leading digital wallet in an increasingly digital world is hard not to acknowledge. One of the reasons we upgraded the stock two years ago. That said, we believe change is accelerating and PayPal now risks getting disrupted versus being a disruptor. Three reasons for our caution. So, maybe Bernstein feeling like these longtime fintech darlings could be getting disrupted by newer technology. And then we have Wells Fargo upgrading Boeing to overweight from equal weight. Now, I am a bit biased. I have to disclose I own Boeing stock. And what in the world is Wells Fargo saying about Boeing? And this is like the third upgrade this Weak for Boeing, craziness. Well, they go on to say, "quote We are upgrading Boeing to overweight as we now see a positive risk reward balance with the stock lagging the S P five hundred by thirty percent since its March high. Boeing likely benefits from China seven thirty seven Max recertification." Resumption of 787 deliveries, higher fuel, driving more aircraft retirements, and easing international travel restrictions, each a matter of when rather than if in our view. So Wells Fargo, they see a lot of positive kettle's to head for the company and therefore liking the stock here down quite a bit since March. Now taking a look in the crypto world, we got some interesting headlines out of that world today. We have Crypto.com inking a deal to buy the naming rights to Staples Center. So, Crypto.com, their cryptocurrency trading platform, they just secured and closed a 20 year contract deal valued at $700 million with the Anchuich. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Antuets Entertainment Group (AEG) to buy the naming rights to the Staples Centers in Los Angeles, and we of course know that the Staples Center of Los Angeles is home to the Los Angeles Lakers. So that's a pretty big deal when it comes to just publicity for the crypto world. And this deal was announced on Tuesday night. Crypto.com's coin CRO rallied on this news, and you take a look. And when this will go into effect, the arena, crypto.com arena, that name change will go into effect on December 25th and signage will likely be up by June of 2022. But that wasn't really um crypto news. That was just crypto related news. But digging into the crypto crypto news, we had the Oasis foundation launching a $160 million fund for DeFi NFTs in the metaverse, according to sources. Now, One of the core sources on this news was, of course, BlockWorks. And that's a place I've been getting a lot of my crypto news of late. And I definitely recommend you go check it out. Now, what in the world is the Oasis Network? Well, it's a layer one decentralized blockchain network. And it is designed to enable data privacy within NFTs, DApps, DAOs, etc. Web3 applications. So they are launching this fund Worked $160 million in ecosystem fund, and it is going to help build decentralized applications and D apps on the Oasis network. Now, they do have partners on this. They partnered or are in participation with AME Cloud Ventures, Dragonfly Capital Partners, Draper Dragon. Fund, the Electric Capital Fund, FBG, Jump Capital, and so many more funds in this area. But it is one of the big time headlines coming out of the crypto world today. The Oasis Foundation launching a $160 million fund for DeFi NFTs in the metaverse. And this is just another one of those deals that we continue to see all these Funds launched going in and all this money flowing in to the cryptocurrency DeFi Web 3 world. Very interesting. And then finally, getting back to the stock market, rotating out of cryptocurrencies, we have to talk about real quick, this new IPO that appears to be upcoming. So we have Chabani just minutes ago, this news coming out, these headlines coming out, Chabani filing to go public on the NASDAQ exchange under the symbol CHO. Very interesting. Now digging into their numbers, their revenue. Grew 5.2% to $1.4 billion from 2019 to 2020. Interesting. But their net loss more than tripled, unfortunately, throughout that same time frame, reaching $58.7 million. A lot of people are liking this name or interested in this name. At least they are a competitor with one of those names within the market already called Oatly. Now you take a look at Oatly stock and it has not been the best. That name trading at $9.35 in the past three months. It's down 38%. Ouch. So maybe maybe the market appetite, it'll be interesting to see when this company eventually does go public demand for this name, Chabani, But that is another episode of the Running With The Money podcast In briefing, of course. And here we are part of the Pounders Network. We're part of the Pounding the Table team and we want to give them a shout out. So go give my boys over at Pounding the Table a listen, please. You can listen to their podcast on Spotify at Pounding the Table or anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. And also give me and my team a follow and a listen. We thank you all for the support. Go give me a follow at Luke Denae on Twitter. Follow me and my team at running with the money on Instagram and Facebook. In the meantime, easily profit trade on, and I will see you on, well, I'll see you tomorrow.